Aloha, Melakaliki Maka Haole Makahiki Ho. This is Stephanie Colvin with Real People Real Lives Podcast. Uh, it's Christmas week. It's an exciting week. We've been focusing for the month of December on why we or I need Christ in my life and also why did Christ need to come to earth? I have posed this question on several social media pages and accounts and I have received a wealth of responses that I will continue to share with you. Um, but you can view those responses and posts on Instagram at my Instagram page at LDSRPRL podcast. And they're also on my Facebook page, which is LDS Real People Real Lives Podcast. So today I asked my very sweet husband, who's got a great voice, to narrate 1 Nephi chapter 11 verses 13 through 36. So we're going to be talking about the second testimony of Jesus Christ as found in the Book of Mormon. This is going to cover, uh, you know, a bit of Mary's story, Joseph's story, you know, Christ coming to earth, and also the fact that we have prophets, prophets that inform and guide us, and prophets that teach us truth so that we can hold on to those truths even when life is just hard and there's so many trials and hardships that just keep coming our way we can hold fast to what the prophets say and they do bring a lot of hope and a lot of love into our lives and we're grateful for their leadership so here is my sweet husband Jed Colvin came to pass that I looked and beheld the great city of Jerusalem, and also other cities. And I beheld the city of Nazareth, and in the city of Nazareth I beheld a virgin, and she was exceedingly fair and white. And it came to pass that I saw the heavens open, and an angel came down and stood before me, and he said unto me, Nephi, what beholdest thou? And I said unto him, a virgin, most beautiful and fair above all virgins. And he said unto me, Knowest thou the condescension of God? And I said unto him, I know that he loveth his children. Nevertheless, I do not know the meaning of all things. And he said unto me, Behold, the virgin whom thou seest is the mother of the Son of God, after the manner of the flesh. And it came to pass that I beheld that she was carried away in the spirit. And after she had been carried away in the spirit for the space of a time, the angel spake unto me, saying, Look. And I looked and beheld the virgin again, bearing a child in her arms. And the angel said unto me, Behold the Lamb of God, yea, even the Son of the Eternal Father, Knowest thou the meaning of the tree which thy father saw? And I answered him, saying, Yea, it is the love of God, which sheddeth itself abroad in the hearts of the children of men, wherefore it is the most desirable above all things. And he spake unto me, saying, Yea, and the most joyous to the soul. And after he had said these words, he said unto me, Look, and I looked, and I beheld the Son of God going forth among the children of men. And I saw many fall down at his feet and worship him. 
And it came to pass that I beheld the rod of iron, which my father had seen, was the word of God, which led to the fountain of living waters, or to the tree of life, which waters are a representation of the love of God. And I also beheld that the tree of life was a representation of the love of God. And the angel said unto me, Look and behold the condescension of God. And I looked and beheld the Redeemer of the world, of whom my father had spoken. And I also beheld the prophet who should prepare the way before him. And the Lamb of God went forth and was baptized of him. And after he was baptized, I beheld the heavens open and the Holy Ghost come down out of heaven and abide upon him in the form of a dove. And I beheld that he went forth ministering unto the people in power and great glory. And the multitudes were gathered together to hear him. And I beheld that they cast him out from among them. And I also beheld 12 others following him. And it came to pass that they were carried away in the spirit from before my face, and I saw them not. And it came to pass that the angel spake unto me again, saying, Look. And I looked, and I beheld the heavens open again, and I saw angels descending upon the children of men, and they did minister unto them. After he spake unto me again, saying, Look. And I looked, and I beheld the Lamb of God going forth among the children of men. And I beheld multitudes of people who were sick, and who were afflicted with all manner of diseases, and with devils and unclean spirits. And the angel spake and showed all these things unto me. And they were healed by the power of the Lamb of God. And the devils and the unclean spirits were cast out. And it came to pass that the angel spake unto me again, saying, Look. And I looked and beheld the Lamb of God that he was taken by the people. Yea, the Son of the everlasting God was judged of the world. And I saw and bear record. And I, Nephi, saw that he was lifted up upon the cross and slain for the sins of the world. And after he was slain, I saw the multitudes of the earth, that they were gathered together to fight against the apostles of the Lamb. For thus were the twelve called by the angel of the Lord. And the multitude of the earth was gathered together. And I beheld that they were in a large and spacious building, like unto the building which my father saw. And the angel of the Lord spake unto me again, saying, Behold the world and the wisdom thereof. Yea, behold the house of Israel hath gathered together to fight against the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And it came to pass that I saw and bear record that the great and spacious building was the pride of the world, and it fell and the fall thereof was exceedingly great. And the angel of the Lord spake unto me again, saying, Thus shall be the destruction of all nations, kindreds, tongues, and people, 
that shall fight against the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Thank you so much for doing that, sweetie. I always appreciate your participation and help. Um, I know that Judd's voice too. He just there's just something that emanates from his sweet voice. He's got a lot of faith. He's very spiritual, and he just has a warm, sweet countenance. Uh, in one Nephi chapter eleven, it talked about the condescension of God. Now, condescension means a voluntary descent from rank or dignity. And Elder Gerald in Lund, who was uh, formerly of the 70, commented on how well this word describes the coming of the Savior into mortality. He says, Here was Jesus, a member of the Godhead, the firstborn of the Father, the Creator, Jehovah of the Old Testament, now leaving his divine and holy station, divesting himself of all that glory and majesty and entering the body of a tiny infant, helpless, completely dependent on his mother and earthly father, that he should not come to the finest of earthly palaces and be showered with jewels, but should come to a lowly stable, is astonishing. Little wonder that the angel should say to Nephi, Behold the condescension of God. End quote. And that is so true. I was talking with my husband this morning as we were doing our scripture studying, and here we have the king of eternity, of the world, of heaven, the creator of all things, the uh, Jehovah, uh, the miracle worker, our savior, and redeemer, our advocate with the father, and yet when he came to earth, he was essentially born in a barn amongst the straw and who knows what else was in there animals bugs um not a place that you would expect a king of the world in heaven to be born and that's another wonderful example that christ gives to us of utter meekness and humility he truly is the definition of a true king someone who loves his people and works on and for the behalf of his people Jesus Christ is the Redeemer of all mankind. We would have no reason to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ were it not for his atoning sacrifice, through which he saves us from sin and death, and he comforts us in our afflictions and helps us to be perfected in him. I've been really contemplating that, you know, be perfect in Christ, be perfected in him. And as I've thought about that and how it applies to my life, on all of the weaknesses and challenges that I have. Uh, recently, I listened to a BYU devotional that talked about how weaknesses were a blessing to us, to uh, keep us humble, to help us give, well, to give us opportunities to exercise our faith, to learn to, to turn to the Savior with just utter faith and devotion and hope and belief to overcome ourselves. You know, I was mentioned to my husband yesterday, it's so easy to do the things that are wrong, that are offensive, that are mean and cruel. And it's so hard sometimes to be nice, to be long-suffering, to be charitable and kind. And, you know, there's a reason for that. We needed to have this nature, this fallen nature, in order to know good from evil. Just like the gods, 
we had to have this experience to be born in a body of clay that would inherently be counter to everything that is celestial to truly prove ourselves and Christ has given us he will always and forever be our Leahona the one that we can turn to when we get lost and we need a course correction and to Nephi chapter 2 verse 6 it says wherefore redemption cometh in and through the holy Messiah for he is full of grace and truth Just like the Bible, the Book of Mormon is loaded with witnesses and testimonies and faith of our Savior Jesus Christ, who he is, what he's done for us and what he continues to do for us and how we can look to him in all things. In Helaman chapter 5 verse 9 it says, Oh, remember, remember, my sons, the words which King Benjamin spake unto his people, Again, we can always listen to and trust our prophets. Yea, remember that there is no other way nor means whereby man can be saved, only through the atoning blood of Jesus Christ, who shall come. Yea, remember that he cometh to redeem the world. Recently, I posed the question this week, why did we need Christ to come to earth? And I had a wonderful experience with, there's an LDS Facebook page called LDS Followers of Jesus Christ. And I love to go in there and tap into the faith and the belief of the members of that group. And they never, ever fail me. They always come back with some of the most stellar responses. So the question that I posed to them this week is why did Christ need to come to earth? So I'm going to share with you some of their responses. It's all a part of progression. To become as his father is he had to obtain a body just like all of us do. If we want to progress and be like God, Christ didn't stop there though. Before the world was ever created, God the Father made the plan of progression and Jesus said he would fulfill his Father's plan so that we all could become like him if it was our desire. Choice was a huge reason and an eternal law. And I would like to say thank you to Janelle Bly for sharing her faith with us. Nancy Loring says, become like him. He showed us the way. I am forever grateful for a Messiah, a messenger, to show me the way to become like Heavenly Father. And finally, there's Darren Goslin. As others have possibly said, he came so that we can be perfected in him. I am going to be honest. I struggle a lot. Just because I'm a member does not mean I am not going to struggle. I can't even explain how much I struggle. I struggle so much. But Jesus Christ came to the earth because Heavenly Father knew that we would struggle. And as it says in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He suffered so that we wouldn't have to suffer as he did. He came so that we could be free from sin. He came so that there would be a way to come back to God's and Christ's presence again. I struggle and still am in the midst of struggling, but I know there is a way and that way is Jesus Christ. 
He came so that we could live, and I say these things, hoping it reached your heart in the name of him who came to our aid, even Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, Darren, thank you so much for sharing your faith. We know that Christ came to fulfill all righteousness, that um, by being baptized, he didn't have any sins to wash away. He was perfect, but he still set the greatest example and was baptized. Um, He did this, I believe, to fulfill the purpose according to his Father's will. You know, Christ always does what needs to be done and always gives glory to God. And I am so grateful for his love, for his birth, that he came to earth, that he condescended below all things. He humbled himself. He loves us so greatly that he chose to be our sacrificial lamb for all of us, for every single one of us that have lived here, that are living here and will live here. And I do believe that the atonement is infinite and covers other areas of this experience and and other spheres of influence that fall underneath our Heavenly Father. And I am so grateful to Jesus Christ for loving me so much, for loving you so much, for loving my children, my husband, for loving us all so much that he would come and give us the greatest gift of all. And that is the ability to return home, his example, his life. And we have so much that we've learned this year reading the Book of Mormon that is completely focused on Jesus Christ, his doctrine, his teachings, and his love for us. And I would just like to bear my testimony with you this day that I know that Jesus Christ lives. I know that he speaks directly to our prophet, President Russell M. Nelson, and that he sits at the head of this church here on earth, that he runs his kingdom through the prophet, and that through the order of the house of the Lord, everyone is designated some portion, some piece, some part that we all must play to help the kingdom move forward across the world. And this is the greatest gift of all, is that we have an opportunity to be a part of it. He doesn't sit over us as if he's lording over us. He sits with us and he gives us opportunities to experience what he's experienced, to have what he knows, and to continue to push forward and progress and to learn as much as we can here on earth during this proving ground. Christ is always the benchmark and we truly can be perfected in Christ knowing that whatever we lack, he makes up the difference. All we must do is give our best efforts and we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that efforts bring rewards. I love this gospel. I love that we believe in modern day revelation and inspiration. I am so grateful for the teachings of the gospel of Jesus Christ as found in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I say these things in his name, my Savior and Redeemer, and our advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. Amen. You guys have a wonderful Christmas week with your family. Um, Be happy, enjoy, find peace and contentment, and just remember to be grateful and express that gratitude.
I'm going to be closing with a wonderful Christmas song. So sit tight and enjoy it. We have so much talent from the members of the church. And just please, please, please stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay faithful. And remember to be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. I will join you next week before we enter into 2021. Thank you so much for being a part of my journey this year and for allowing me to be a part of your lives this year. And I'm looking forward to what 2021 has in store for us all. We have so much hope and so much to look forward to because we know and we have the truth in our lives of what the future holds as we live out these latter days. And God bless. Much love.